welcome. It is UK Cowboys TV season one, episode number 54. Um, today we have the 5D show. Um, so we'll we'll get to that in a moment. Um, we've got my uh Welsh brother with me today, Richard, and my uh very close Scottish brother, Mr. Paul Stewart. And then, of course, we have MVP, if you like, of Hanging with the Boys and the Draft Show. We have straight live from America, the one and only Mr. Shannon Gross. How are you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing great. Doing even better now that I'm getting to talk to you guys. <laughs> and how are how is life at the moment in Dallas? How are things over there, just in general? Uh, things are things are good. They're starting to slowly open things back up. They've opened uh, they've opened up restaurants. Um, they're starting to open up hair salons. They're being really cautious with that supposedly you know one person in one person out but i think it's kind of you know who who knows what the hell's going to work and what's not you know it's yeah. we're That's from true. a football standpoint we're still you know working from home outside the facility um you know there's we'll see what happens with the season but the nfl's kind of held the line that they're gonna they're gonna have you know games there's going to be people there so we'll we'll see if that happens so yeah i'm i'm counting my i'm counting my money on it hopefully i should <laughs> literally right paul yeah uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and a plane, plane. ticket <laughs> oh, oh, oh well don't talk to me about the plane ticket oh. <laughs> well talking of plane tickets um one thing we have found out uh, over the last week is the NFL international series where they come to yeah. the UK is completely cancelled. Done. So we don't we won't get to see you over here this year then, Shannon. You won't be able to make that trip to London with us. Uh, it was one of the best trips of my life, man. That's where I met Paul. How many years ago was that, Paul? Six years ago now. Yeah, six, six years. years. Yeah, Long that was time, man. that was right when I first moved over from uh I guess I'd been doing our social media about three years and it was before I was on any of the podcasts or, or any of the shows or anything. So I was just trying to figure out what my role was and what I was doing and all that stuff. And, and, uh, that was really the first, I guess, major road trip that I'd been on and realized like, okay, this is this podcast stuff. And these shows that we produce is actually a big deal. Like people yeah. all around the world watch this yeah. stuff. Kind of yeah. cool, kind of cool to get out and see that from a, another country of how, you know, the stuff we put out that people actually watch it. You know, we think yeah, it's yeah. just us. You know, we don't realize that people actually watch our stuff. So it's kind of cool. Well, you, you, I, I, I keep saying it. It's not just America's team. It's the world's team. Yeah. This is true. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, when you actually think about it, like, because obviously with coverage, if you like, of American football sport, you know, American sports even, um, shows like yourselves, you know, podcasts, the, the team podcasts, they're, if anything, um, probably more important when it comes internationally because there's so little, if you like, in what we get in comparison to what you get in America, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it, yeah, it's because we're, it's kind of like being in the Dallas market. Like we, there's so much Cowboy football talk because yeah. you've got, you know, three major sports radio stations and you got a couple of small ones and there's so oh. much content available. The yeah. further you get outside of Dallas, the less there is. And those, you know, digital shows and podcasts become more important because, you know, the further you get out, 
that's really all you can get. So that's it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you you even have to hunt for it. You know, over here, you like yeah. you. It's not just like it's in your face. You've got to specifically search for it over here. You know, because it, it's so limited. I mean, we even used to have one hundred five the fan over here, but we can't get it over here now. Is really? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Due, to, due to due to the restrictions with yeah, copy, um, broadcasting law. Yeah, copyright law. There is a way to get it, but I'm not going to talk about that on the show. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's always a way. <laughs> but as I say, we're going uh, this week on to the five Ds. Uh, so what we'll look at this week, well, we've got, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> we'll look at, um, basically start from the top with the quarterback. So we'll look at Dalton, we look at the DAC, we look at the draft. We look at the depth, so the free agency moves. And finally, we'll finish with your opinions on the schedule. Um, so we'll let you off first, Shannon, with your impressions, first of all, with the Dalton sign-in. Um, what do you make of it? I'm just going to just throw you that, that at you, let you take did, it away. Did not see it coming. Mm-hmm. Had no idea it was going to happen. You know, if you, if you follow Cowboys football, you know that they have not valued the backup quarterback position for several <laughs> years now. Like they don't spend money on kickers and they don't spend money on quarterbacks and backups. And that's bitten them in the ass a couple of times. Um, But I did not think one for all the, the kind of contract negotiations and everything they're, they're doing with Dak. I I didn't think they would bring a high profile quarterback in one, just because it would start the the controversy talk or whatever, yep. or is Dak yeah. the guy? Is he not the guy? Why are they bringing such? Because they haven't done. I mean, probably Mark Sanchez and Matt Castle were your two highest profile backups they've had in the last what six, seven, eight years, maybe. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, there, there was Kyle as well. Yeah, Kyle Orton. Yeah, yeah, true. But I mean. They just hadn't really put a lot of money one and hadn't really brought a lot of, you know, a high profile guy in, but I, I love it. I've always liked yep. Andy Dalton. I mm-hmm. think he's been an underrated quarterback since he's been in the league. For God's sake, he's been in Cincinnati, so he hasn't had a lot. To work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not exactly had a lot to work with. with yeah. a really broken down offensive line. An owner is not willing to spend the money on other players pretty much. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, I think uh, this is a good scenario. But um, if I'm being honest, I generally thought Dalton would have ended up in the Patriots or something like that. That's why I kind of had, because we all know what Bill Belichick's like. He gets these random players for absolutely nothing, pretty much, like from free agency or like a small trade and ends up becoming like a Super Bowl winner. And that's why <laughs> I kind of thought. But no, we ended up getting them. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what you think, Shan. Do you think perhaps a bit of, I know it's, it's, it's bad to say, but do you think perhaps a bit of the what's going on in America, you know, with the, the, the virus and what have you, did that play perhaps in Cowboys' favour in getting Andy Dalton because he is a Texas guy? I don't think so. I, I, no? think, I think he probably, I mean, he's an established guy. You know, there's plenty of film on him. You know what you're getting. Um and I think probably just, you know, it, now it may have played into to him wanting to come back home, you know, yeah, that's what I did, yeah. toward, towards the end of his career, come back, you know, come back to Texas and play. I, I don't know if what's going on in the world with all the COVID stuff had anything to do with it. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 I know for a Cowboys perspective, it, it makes a lot of sense. You, you don't know what's going on with Dak. Um, you would like to think that they get all this contract stuff worked out and that, 
you know, they, they sign a long-term deal and they get him in here, but you never know. We saw that with Zeke. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what his agent's telling him. You don't know what's going on. So I think it was a great, um, a great cushion. If something goes wrong with those talks, yeah. honestly, it gave them some leverage back. They had zero leverage in the Dak negotiation deal. Dak kind of had him over a barrel where he was like, I've got all the leverage now. Eh, they got a little bit of leverage back. Now they can be like, you know what? We got a guy we can go drive the bus for the first few weeks of the season if we need to. That's a pretty damn good yeah. quarterback. He's probably, yeah. you know, in that 15 to 20 range of quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, could, yeah. He could go somewhere and start. So yeah. just, just to add on top of that, Shannon, it's like Dalton's never had the offensive line he ever had before. He's never had a full set of wide receivers ever before. He's never had the running back he's ever no, had yes. before. Like, like, well, maybe Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon is no Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Like, so this to him is like, if he was to be a star, this would be a dream scenario for me to actually play to his potential if he was to kind of come in and, and, and start for, for those first couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I agree. I mean, how long's Mixon been in the league now? Three years? Three seasons now. Three seasons? So that's really the length of time he's really had a, a decent running back. But even still, they're still not Cincinnati. They're just absolutely tra- trash. <laughs> Sorry, UK uh, Bengals. Sorry, UK. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'll say what I want. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, just before we move on to um, to the Dak news, uh, if you like, because that that was almost segued. Just because we haven't had your take, Rich, since you've been on, have you got a take on the the, the Dalton signing at all? Pretty much exactly the same um, as the guys have said previously. It's pretty straightforward. It's a good quality backup. Um, it's been massively undervalued in the past. We've got you guys, one reason or another in multiple different ways. We have some, like Sam said, they can drive the bus and keep things ticking over. And I've spent locking my brother for being a Bengals fan and, <laughs> and things in place and build around Dalton properly. Now he's coming to a situation where he's got stuff around him, so he has a chance to be part of the quality you. Yeah. We obviously don't know. Um, he's only got a one year deal in a minute, but we've got to just enjoy it while it lasts, as with you know, a couple of things last year. So, but I'm massively excited by it. Like you, know, like you said, everyone was expecting him to go to Belichick and the Patriots. Oh, what are you telling me? Dallas, what? No. Yeah, it's, it, was said, a a, it was no a bit of a shock. Now you have someone who's good. Yeah, no one. Well, Actually, you keep, you keep cutting out, man. Because of the, Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a, a bit of a, a dodgy signal, um, but I tell you what we'll do is uh, we got your take there, but we'll move on to Dak. Um, now I don't know. Maybe Shannon, you 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 can raise some light on this. We posted it on our uh, page that the recent news is he's been offered a hundred and seventy-five million dollar contract over five years, one hundred and six guaranteed. Um, is that what the news is breaking in Dallas? Is somewhere in that ballpark, or is there any validity in that? Yeah, is that the uh, the five year deal that, that you're talking That's about? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So Mike Fisher, that works for 105.3 The Fan, mm-hmm. the flagship station for us, he he tweeted over the weekend that you know everybody kind of speculated that that's what it was. Um, everybody kind of thought that the sticking point was was the five years. Dax supposedly Dax Camp wants four. Cowboys yeah. want to give him five. And, you know, when it comes to 
when it comes to my opinions changed on this since I started really working in football, I used to always side with, you know, the teams and, and think the players were greedy. And, you know, after being around a football team and seeing what these guys do and what they put their bodies through and their minds yep. through and not knowing, you know, you've got, if you think about it, you've got, what's the average life of a, a career of an NFL player, like three years, right at three years. Three if years you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what these guys do and, and they're really treated, they're treated like a, a commodity. You know, mm. if, if they don't, if you don't perform, you're gone and you, you might be gone True. tomorrow. So mm. go get your money. Even if it's in the millions and millions of dollars, you have very short window to earn all yep. the money you can get. Mm. So I never, ever get mad at a player for wanting money. Um, all the money these these teams make off these TV contracts are because of the individual players themselves. You know, and I say go get your money. I'm not mad at Dak for holding out now. Nope. Four years, five years. You know, the 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 word was from Mike Fisher he would be the highest paid football player ever if he took the five year deal. I get it from his point of view though. Hey, I want to do a four year deal because I want to get paid twice. I don't want to get yeah, just paid yeah. once. Yeah. So, I, I think you just – if you're the Cowboys, I just think you got to get it done. Just get a deal done. I don't know what the sticking points are. If this is your guy and you've been saying this is your guy for two years now, make him your guy. Whatever yep. that is, go make him your guy if that's where you're putting your – now, if he's not, okay, great. Let's shift gears and let's look at the draft. Let's get Andy Dalton in here for a year, play the season out, and let's focus on getting another few, you know, long-term quarterback in here. But you're telling yep. us this is your guy – Show it. Go, go, make this your guy. Yeah, just to add to it. See, for for a fan's perspective, uh, where f I know I'm I'm getting more increasingly frustrated the fact that it's not been sorted out yet. Yeah, like like because like, they're saying like like you said, this Shannon's like Dax our guy, Dax our guy. We've like, been seeing it for two years. It's like, well, if he, like you said, if he's your guy, sign him, give him do his it. demands, just yeah. do it. Like if it involves taking a bit of a hit on the salary cap. I suppose that's probably the only thing that's stopping them, probably. In um, a way, like, what, 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 what's y'all's what? opinion on Dak? What, what's because over here it's kind of, I think I love Dak. I love I'm, Dak. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Dak lover. Like, like I'm, a, I've always been a Dak fan. Like, oh. I, like when we were in the draft, right? Um, I actually had like going for the draft uh, draft reports years and back in 26, 2016. It was 2016. Um, yeah. I had Dak as like one of the, like as a third rounder quarterback we could probably pick up, but the fact that we got him in the forefront, I was quite excited about that. But I knew he'd be more of a development player. But the fact that how he's turned that around, he became a starter like it's like out of five seasons, not four seasons. Now he's, he's most of them are winning records, and one's like I, an eight and eight. And like you know, you can't forget the only reason because he was great in Mississippi State. The only reason oh, he yeah. got that was because of a DUI. That's the only reason we got him. Yeah, because yeah. it was a DUI on his record, and you know things like that tend to bring I mean, your stock down. I know, I know just that the stats don't lie. Like I know, like it, it's a team game, but Dak's producing out there in the field. Either you like him or you don't like him. He's still putting the effort out there every single game out there. I know what it is more than anything. It's the quarterback position. And I think of any sport, you know, when you look at certain positions of any sport, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is always under the microscope. In, in uh, For me, anyway, you know, looking from 
yeah. being on the outside looking yeah. in. That when you say quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, you're like, well, that's one of the main positions in that sport mm-hmm. of any team, you know. I've seen one argument, and I couldn't help but laugh. And I, I, it's like something like, "Ah, oh, Dak's so trash; he's not won a Super Bowl." I'm like, oh, "Well, neither's Dan Marino. What's your point?" Exactly. <laughs> you know, Dan Marino is regarded as one of the best quarterbacks to never win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? And he still holds so many records and that, and Dolphin fans still adore that. But I mean, Tony Romo's not even won a Super Bowl. He's regarded as one of the best Cowboys of all time as well. You know. Uh, but, but when Tony was still playing, he had his hate, 50% of haters, 50% of uh, big fans as well. It just Let's seems to be, that. it just seems to be our team, like, either it's like him or you don't. Yeah, it's the yeah, position of the team. Yeah. Same, it's, same with Aitman back in the 90s. People didn't really like Aitman at first in the first couple no, of they seasons. Didn't. They wanted to trade him. I wanted to trade him and, and <laughs> what happened? We ended up winning Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, you say, you know, the argument is he don't win a Super Bowl. You know, every year there's 31 other quarterbacks that don't win a Super Bowl. So do they all the next year need to be, like, traded? Do you know what I mean? But, I mean, in the UK, it, I think it, it there's... It, it's a bit... We call it Marmite. You either love him or hate him. Mm-hmm. You know, there, yeah. there is a bit of that still over here. Um, which I tend to find that happens as well in America. I don't know if that's still the case. Or, or if perhaps because money's going up. The, the level of people now that are liking him are going down. I, maybe, I, you know, a lot of it always revolves around money, I think. Here, here's the thing to remember as though, mate. It's like Dax actually took a, a hell of a less pay, paycheck than yep. most players in the NFL. Yeah. And yeah, he's produced the most. He deserves his payday, regardless. Uh, regardless. So, uh, pay the man. He's a QB, pay the man. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's sitting there and he's like, all I asked you is if you guys like him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the short answer? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we like him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it, it's a, it's also, it's the dual, it's the dual ability, I think, with Dak that's so appealing, you know? That, yeah. it, 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 you know, especially when you look, and I'm, I'm, we'll get to the draft in a second, what they've done. The, um, RPO game now that can open up because of what they've done in the draft and free agency, I think, plays directly into to Dak's strengths. Um, but if you want to move on to the draft, um, since you've quenched that rumour as being that it's, it's true, um, let's start then, Shannon. What grade would you give the draft? We've all given it an A. Yeah, I would give it, I would give it, well, you know, Let's let's talk about this again in November. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I yeah. I think I think we all you know we didn't see Taco Charlton not being able to get on the field. You know we didn't see Tristan not being able to get on the field last year. So I would like to think that C.D. Lamb is going to be on the field the majority of the snaps on offense. But hey, we'll see. But as far as uh, just initial. First initial thoughts, I think, yeah, A is a totally fair grade. A, A minus, A plus, however you want to do it. I think this is on paper um, without like the guy stepping on the field. Yeah, I, I think this is probably one of the best drafts that they've that they've had in recent memory. I, I was I, Well, we were saying this in the show for a couple of weeks ago, saying that this is probably the best draft since Dak and Zeke in 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think – Go on, go ahead. sorry, Shannon. No, 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 go on, go on, go on. I was going to say, I think one of the 
probably the most encouraging thing or one of the most exciting things is we've heard we heard all off season when we've when we've gotten to talk to these coaches and everything is we're going to put the best guys on the field. Yeah. We're not going to try to make make guys that we want the talent on the field. We're not going to try to make people fit a system. If you're the most talented guy, we're going to figure out a way to use you. We're going to play mm. into your strengths and not not hey, he's not a he's not a stand up in. He's he's a down lineman. He's this. We no, we want the talent on the field and I think You've heard that all offseason, and then you went into this draft, and you know they needed defensive line help. You know they needed secondary help. You know yeah. they should have gone defense. But when you got a guy that was number seven on your board, and he falls to you at 17, yep. you got to take him. Take you got to yep. take him. Yep. And they haven't done that in the past. They, they've drafted for need and not for talent. And I think you've heard them all offseason say, we want talent, we want talent. And every round they kept doing that. A guy would fall to him, and they would go. They would get him, and whether they needed that position or not, they. And so I think you're seeing Mike McCarthy put his stamp on this draft, and I think. Oh yeah. You know all these people that say, "Well, Jerry runs the team, and the coach is just a puppet." I don't think so, man. I think no. they all have an equal saying in that room, and I think this was a, I think this was just a reaffirming that hey. This is this is Mike McCarthy's team. Now, obviously, Jerry owns a team, and he's gonna the final say so is gonna be him and Steven. But they all have a say, and I think this draft reflected that, you know, they're gonna put the most talented people out there, and yeah. that's what they did in the draft. Uh, just to kind of add on top of that, like obviously the guys in the in the podcast, uh, they knew what my initial reaction was when we did draft CD Lab. I wasn't too thrilled at first. But looking <laughs> look, but, 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 but looking back, but looking back. And I'm quite excited about it, like considering what we actually did in the later rounds. Yeah, like, like I would say we did so much better in the later rounds. Yeah, like Bradley, Bradley in the fifth, uh, fifth round, Bradley and A. My yeah, God, how, how, how did we get him? He mm. was he was supposed to be gone in the second round. <laughs> yeah, and, and and obviously my my boy did from OU, uh, bloody Neville Gallimore. I still can't yeah. believe we got him. But one of the things I actually heard was um, that Neville Gallimore was higher on their board than uh, Trayvon Diggs. But they obviously they wanted Diggs because of the cornerback situation. But then just goes to show, though, right, how how they have nerves of steel, if this is true. Um, I don't know if you heard this story, Sham, but the, that Gallimore was supposed to be higher on the board. But they still didn't trade up. They waited, and he came all the way back round, and they didn't trade up, and they still took him. So it goes to show that the the draft philosophy, how differently has changed. Definitely, McCarthy's having say in there. I agree. Yeah, and I think you got some. I think you got some nasty players too, and I think this team needs some nasty guys like C.D. Lamb. He doesn't play nice. Like he, no. he'll go. He'll go get you. He looks. He, he'll go block you. He'll he'll lock up with you. You know. And and your guy and I, I think he's he's nasty. Oh man, he is nasty. He's just so so quick hands as a defensive lineman. And and I think you know I did a podcast last week with Darren Woodson and Nate Newton. And yeah, yeah. Darren brought up the the he brought up the thing. He was like, you know what? He's like, I was a nice guy. He was like, I was a nice, I was really a nice guy. And Nate was like, you were. And he goes, but we would have never won a Super Bowl with you know. 50 plus nice guys. He goes, we needed some dogs. We needed Charles Haley. We needed Nate Newton. We needed Eric Williams. We needed Larry Allen. We needed dogs. Yeah. (laughs) You can't have a locker room full of nice guys. So I like that you, 
that you drafted and you got some attitude and you got some guys that are going to be chippy. Cause you know what? I like, like I love it when Lyle Collins gets nasty. When I oh. gets nasty, I like it. So let, let's bring some oh. to the wide receiver position. Let's bring some nastiness to the, you know, to the defensive line. Let's go. I'm ready. So, I mean, one of the, the, the ones that have cropped up. So um, over here in the UK, anyway, um, that people have asked me about is, quite a regular question and i just post the same scouting report for him but it, i don't think it really gives much uh, emphasis on you know, the type of player he is but one of the ones people ask me about regularly is reggie robinson um now i always say look if you want to know the type of player he is type in on google uh ncaa stats and look at past deflections and he's like fifth mm-hmm. and i said that's all you need to know um but where do you see Reggie Robinson playing? Is he a, is he going to be a slot guy? Do you think he could even possibly shift to that that safety hybrid position, or do you reckon he's going to be an outside corner? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's it's going to mm. be everything is going to be really interesting because you got Anthony Brown coming back, which he, yeah, his his arrow was pointing straight up after his first season, and then he's mm. had some injuries he's dealt with, and he's kind of disappeared a little bit. You hear all nothing but great things about Jordan Lewis. And, you know, he's our pet cat on hanging with the boys. We all love him and can't figure out why can't he get on the field? Because when he's on the field, he's around the ball. He makes plays. Like, we love the guy. But I don't know if it was, you know, a system thing, if he wasn't Mm -hmm. behind closed doors, if he's not doing what the coaches were asking him. Like, why can't he get on the field? So, I think, you know, going back to what they've said, the coaches have said, we want the best players on the field. And I think – you know, I think they may, you know, Cheeto, is it possible they move, look at him as a safe, you know, rotating in at safety and, and use yeah. some of Robinson and some of these other guys at corners. I know they like physical guys. I know they like, you know, rangy guys, but also they, they want the best guys on the field. So I think, I think your secondary is going to be really interesting on, you know, how they, you, you know, Jeff, he's gone. How, yeah. how does, yeah. you know, Xavier Woods, does he, does he make that next, progression and is he lock himself in as safety or is that going to be kind of a you know everybody gets 30 snaps and we rotate you guys in or how I think it's going to be real interesting to see how that plays out and I think you know it's going to be when and if training camp happens there's going to be some real battles because one thing I think happened you know under the old coaching staff was you know you 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 got on the field because of other things than your play sometimes yeah and i think with this new coaching staff is if you don't do the right thing and you're not playing your responsibility you're not going to be on the field at least that's what they've told us is know your role play your role and if you don't do the right thing then you're not going to play so it's going to be interesting i think it's all out competition even even dak and andy dalton i think that's a competition i think dak's your starter but i think it's competition man it's exactly what I said when we first signed him. Because if there's one thing, and this is no disrespect to Cooper Rush, he wasn't exactly bringing enough uh, to kind of compete with that, to kind of like push each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I agree. The, but having Dalton there, that, that would definitely elevate Dak's capabilities even more. Like he'll push himself even harder now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan, the lights are firing. There is that space. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's quite funny as well. You mentioned Jordan Lewis, because yeah. I mean, like, how many times do we mention him on this show? Oh, every God. week we'd be like, yeah. who's going to be our player to look out for? And we'd, every week we'd be like, Jordan Lewis, Jordan Lewis. And like, there was the game where he won us, yeah. uh, it was against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Where he, <laughs> yeah. Right, Eagles cry. I don't think <laughs> he drafted the guy. Did Jimmy take him in the second round? Wasn't he a second round pick? Uh, no, no, no. He was later oh, than that. Yeah, he was. He was fourth was or fifth. Yeah, yeah. Day three. Cheeto, was second round. He was the Drew Pearson pick. Ah, that's right. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I agree. I don't see why. One thing I'm really happy about so far, from obviously, it went how it went. We took the players. We we took and people fell it was amazing it was a bit fairy tale the one thing I really really liked behind the scenes is they they were saying all through they wanted talent and they didn't really they weren't gonna just draft the needs they wanted talent it was the whole best player available and then they went and took who they took and they had you know they held out they had the balls, the balls of steel hoping people would fall to them yeah a, a bit of what they need but also they wanted the best quality guys at the best position available yep. they sucked through yep. their word and I'm hoping now with them saying that they can play the best, basically the best player will play. I'm hoping the hell Jordan Lewis is going to see some play time because like whenever he's on the field, he's always on the ball and he makes plays and it's ridiculous how he's just not been utilized more. I'm, I'm, there is a definite feeling of things have changed and things that have come out on social media, some from players, some from other people, how maybe different and the McCarthy. And the other, no, the other coaches. Uh, I just can't wait for this. You know, when, when even when it does, you know, obviously it's it's a big wait. Just want to see more Jordan. Bet you still keep cutting out, mate. Unfortunately, <laughs> only catch yeah. the tail we, end of that. Uh, we did, we did get a bit of that, mate. Yeah, but, we did yeah, get that. We're cutting we'll, out. Got, we'll, we'll hear it on the show, but we can't yep. hear it. <laughs> it's all right though um we'll move on from uh the draft uh now and we will look at depth so if i start with you again shannon uh what, what i mean depth is free agency moves so obviously it's not just the guys we picked up also the guys we retained um so i think the most important um that like I know we talked about defensive line, but the one thing I think people keep missing, I don't know if you feel about this, which is quite important, is the linebackers we retained. So Sean Lee, Joe Thomas, and Justin March. Um, for you, uh, is there any particular move that they made um, during free agency that really um, put a tick or a thumbs up, if you like, in your box? I think the, the best move they made for the linebacking core is by signing Poe, and um, Gerald McCoy, because yeah, we yeah. saw we saw what what happened to him in the Rams game when you don't have big bodies to eat up those offensive linemen, and those offensive linemen can get to the second level and get on linebackers like Jalen and Layton. They move very well side to side, but whenever they get a big body on them, they can't shed those blockers, and we just got destroyed, you know, in the run game. Um, so I think the best the best move they made was by signing some guys that can eat up some space, um, some big bodies in there, some guys that you can rotate, you know, and, and you go into the fourth quarter with these guys 
this this offense, there is no reason why this offense shouldn't score 30 to 35 points a game. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. can go into the fourth quarter with the with the rested defensive line, whenever somebody's coming from behind and you know that they're passing on three out of four downs and you just pin your ears back and you go and you've got Tank and you've got hopefully a, a, a healthy Tyrone Crawford that's, you know, had a full year to rest, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. – We've seen what he can do when he's healthy. He, you know, he he's the guy that's always one half step from getting thirteen sacks a year, but he's always <laughs> disrupting. He's there, you know. So Tyler. now you absolutely love him, man. So Thanks you get that. you get some guys in that rotation now. Antoine Woods, I know that's your guy, Paul. I love that that's guy. That's my too. guy. If Human log. He's not Human a log. He's, he's not a <laughs> he's not a 60, 70 snap guy. But if you can yeah. keep him around 30, 35, keep him rested. He can destroy some offensive linemen. He can get some penetration. So I think that really, those signings of those two guys, I'm really excited about. You know, ha-ha, we'll see how he does in the secondary. I'm pretty excited to see him get on the field. That was going to be a guy I was going to ask you about was ha-ha. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's a playmaking type guy. I don't think he's he's been that way for the last couple of years, but – Hopefully, in this system with these coaches, um, he can he can be that guy that you've 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 wanted back there in the secondary, being a ball hawk yep. type guy. One one free agent thing that I really hated when it happened, and now I'm okay with it was them letting Randall Cobb go. I thought he yeah. really stepped yeah. in and, and took up yeah. the slack for Beasley. But you know what, C.D. Lamb, he can play the slot. He can yeah, move exactly. outside. Guess yeah. what? This coaching staff, I think you're going to see some stuff. I think they're going to see how talented Tony Pollard is, too. And they're oh, going to move yeah. him outside. They're going to get him mismatched on some linebackers, get him out in space. So, Randall Cobb, I, was really, I really hated to see him go. But the kind of money he got, you couldn't sign him. Just like Robert Quinn, you couldn't sign him for that kind yeah. of money. Yeah. So, yeah. with them picking up CD, I think I feel a lot better about you know, uh, about uh, Randall Cobb being let go. But I, I think the, the big signings are Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Pope. Yeah. I think, well, the, most, uh, I think the most surprising one was obviously Alden Smith as well. Yeah. He's not played, he's no, he's no played a snap in a couple of years and we're giving him a chance. So, but, but when he did play for the Raiders and 49ers, he was a force. Absolute for the force 49ers, to be ers For the oh, 49ers. Absolutely. Like, uh, unbelievable, but I mean, it's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Alden Smith. I mean, that was going to be uh, is literally on my list of yeah. uh, free agency. So uh, Alden Smith uh, met with Goodell um, as far as we're aware last week. Um, have you got any news on that? And Randy Gregory at all, Shannon? Haven't heard anything. Just just what you guys have heard that they they met. You know, they met. Haven't heard anything about it, so you know we'll. I guess we'll see as it gets closer to training camp. Yeah, totally with you. Do you think it's going to be something that goes through? What's your general feeling on it? You know, I have no idea. You know, I don't know what goes on in those meetings. I I hope the guy gets another shot because, like you said, he he's a he's a beast. Mm. Um, And if you can get him on the field, even you know. 20 snaps a game that's just another guy that that keeps keeps everybody fresh and and if you've seen i've seen some of his workout videos in the offseason <laughs> yeah. you're talking about yeah. a specimen, man that's a that's a load that's a oh yeah 
So, yeah, I, he's absolutely jacked to the heavens. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I mean, that, that he is just like he, he's a human muscle car, isn't he? You know. Um, and uh, the other one, then I was going to talk to you about. Um, you did touch on as well um, was the kick in, the, in the kick in side of things. Um, Greg the leg, but they've still, as far as I'm aware, Kai Forbath is still on the roster. Is that correct? From or have I got that wrong? I I, I don't remember if they signed him to a. Did they sign him to a one year deal? It's a one-year deal, I think. Yeah, I think he's up for contract, um, but I haven't heard of anyone else working him out or signing him or anything like that. I, I could be wrong, but um, I would expect if no one picks him up that he, you know, there you go, competition again, right? You've got that's right, yeah, yeah. Zerline, you've got Forbath. I mean, Forbath didn't miss a kick, did he? No, um, no, no he didn't, didn't miss one. No, no. He didn't. yeah, didn't miss a kick. So I mean. You know, if you can if you can get him on another one year deal just to get an extra leg in camp and bring him in, I, I say you know, if it's a cheap enough deal, bring him in. Let, let's yep. let's compete. You know. Yeah, um, and then uh, the last one, I, a couple of things I put on there then was um, like the re-signing of the likes of like Joe Looney, um, LP. Uh, as well, LP. I think I don't think he's ever going to retire, is he? Or go no. <laughs> like what? What he's is he on right. now? Like his fifteenth season with the Cowboys? Sixteenth. Oh, Sixteenth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was him. And, it was him and Jason Witten, and now Witt's gone. So you know, it's oh. now now LP's the old man on the team. Yeah. Well, uh, funny you mentioned Jason Witten because uh, obviously oh, one of God. the uh, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. One of the positions. That, that was almost it, it, it was like one of them touch and goes in the draft was tight end, but they took on uh Blake Jarwin's contract and, and they've retained him. Do you think he's going to be a guy that can fill those shoes? I know Jason Wynn's got massive shoes to fill, but I mean, in terms of um talent, what he can bring to that offense, especially when you look at what they've done, as you say, with CD Lamb in the draft, do you think there's gonna be a lot of 11 personnel going on? Look. Blake Jarwin is the same in the same boat to me as Jordan Lewis. Why did we not see him play more? I think we know why. Yeah. I, yes. I think everybody yes. wanted to see him on the field, but you had you had a guy in Jason Witten that you're not going to tell Jason Witten to, to have a seat, right? As long as he's yeah. on that team and he's not the kind of guy that's going to say, "Yeah, I'll take I'll take 40% of the snaps." If he's on your team, he's 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 going to be out there. You're going to have to steal his helmet. For him not to go out on the field. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. I'm excited about Blake Jarwin. I, I for two years I wanted to see what he can do because every time he gets on the field, things happen. I think. Yeah. We'll see. Now we'll see. I'm not saying he has the talent of Travis Kelsey, but I think you've got a an offensive minded coach in Mike McCarthy that can use him in ways and get him open and get him in some one on one matchups with with smaller guys that. I would not be surprised if if he has twelve hundred yards this season. Like that would yeah. not surprise me at all. You heard it here first. <laughs> twelve hundred yards. Yeah, you can't forget. All right. So you got twelve hundred from him. You got a thousand from CD. You got a thousand from uh, Amari, and you're getting a thousand from Gallup. We're 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 throwing for six thousand yards a game this year. I'm trying to add all the numbers together for Dak. So we got three. Three 1,000-yard receivers and a 12. 1,200-yard <laughs> tight end. Now, I don't, I don't think it'll be 1,200 yards, but I think, 
And here's the problem. Here's the problem you're going to have this year. There are going to be so many weapons on this offense <laughs> that there are going to be games where guys disappear. But, but you know what? This guy disappears. This guy's going to have a 150-yard game. This guy disappears. This guy's going to have a 200-yard yep. There, You yeah. can't double-team all these weapons. And I think Blake Jarwin, you know, blocking, he's a little iffy on the blocking side. If he can get that down, I think he's one of the best. He, he has the potential to be yep. one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, I, I mean, like the, the the big difference I think between Blake uh, uh, and Jason Witten is Jason Witten could play in a phone booth, where Blake Jarwin is your typical move tight end. You know, yeah. he, you you nailed it right on. He is a, he is your complete typical move tight, and you've seen it against the Giants. Was it the Giants with a triple triple touchdown? Yeah, and yeah. in New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you look at every single one; it was downfield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that brings us to depth. So uh, now we'll go to the 50, the schedule. Um, so yeah, number five, half five. Um, now, <laughs> I don't know what you made of the schedule. I actually stayed up oh, because no, the, <laughs> there's just so little sports at the moment. I did actually stay up to watch the schedule release. I know that's really sad. You guys have you got issues, man. If you stayed up, what time was it? <laughs> Two it was it was on at one in the morning, yeah. To watch the schedule release, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was excited, so, so I can get my Airbnb booked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a t- I had a tub of toffee popcorn and um, rocket fuel coffee, and I had one of them, and I sat up and I watched it, and I was texting a mate from America. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm it's just so happy. Uh, I'm, I am just so happy we're not opening home opener against the Giants. The Giants? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. so happy about yeah. that. Yeah, but I, I got some bad news on the opener, right? As we were just talking about the schedule release. So um, I'll ask you in a moment, Shannon, what you think about the opening game at the Rams. The bad news is for us in the UK, it's a, a 20 past one in the morning kickoff for the first game. Oh. Oh, that's brutal. So that means no sleep going to work the next day, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. We we do. Oh, I'll still be going to work, but hopefully I should be there in America, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, we do like post-game shows. Uh, you know Jamie, don't you? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, we've done post-game shows this, you know, the, the season just gone, which is like the day after. And we've done one, and it was like after like a one o'clock it was after a monday night football game <laughs> it was just basically just us staring into the camera for half an hour like uh, well that's okay because yeah. nobody can understand what the hell jamie's saying anyway so <laughs> yes. yes i am tagging him in that shannon said he cannot understand jamie i love it especially <laughs> especially at six o'clock in the morning because i'm sure he was into the sure he was into the beers yeah oh yeah that's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you make, Shannon, of uh, opening up in LA's brand new shiny stadium? What do you make of that then? I, I figured it was going to happen, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was either going to be the Giants or um, the Rams because of, you know, Jerry's instrumental part of helping Kroenke get that stadium and get that team in L.A., uh, it's been no secret that, you know, they, you know, he, he was, you know, helpful in getting the, the franchise there because um, you know, they have a history. So 
yeah. what who who would not want to open up your your home stadium against anybody? You know, it's Patriots or Cowboys or who you want to come draw the biggest crowd. We're huge. We have a huge following in California. Anytime we play out there, it's probably at least 50-50 in the stands. I was um, just about to say that. Yeah. Massive so, Cowboys. Yeah. Massive. So, I mean, it's – and we, you know, we got that West Coast swing this year. We're playing the, the NFC, you know, the West. Um, West Coast. Original West Coast. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised by it. Um, I like it. I You know, it's always fun to go – to California, it's always fun to play up in Seattle, which we get to do both of those this year. Seattle's one of my favorite stadiums and atmospheres to, to go play in. So um, opening up in L.A., I'm, I'm pumped to see that stadium and pumped to get another shot at the Rams. And right out of the gate, you get yeah. to test yourself. You know, like, okay, this is either we got to improve here or, hey, we're legit. So you'll know right out of the gate because yeah. you, you never know in our division – you don't know what the Giants are till about halfway through the season. You never know what the Eagles yeah. are. You never know what the what you know the, the Redskins are until halfway through. The Rams, you know, they're going to be a solid team. You know, they're going to yeah. be in the hunt for the for the, you know for a playoff spot. So you get to test that right out of the gate and see what kind of progress you made in the offseason. Definitely, and when yep. you look as well with the, with the Rams. D line as well. That's a good mm-hmm. way to start off your season testing that O line because. You know, when you look at the division with the D lines, we got to face against. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. One thing though that did um, pop out straight away to me when I looked at the schedule is just looking at the teams we have in December. Though, um, I mean, we've got yeah. the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Giants. I mean, they're going to be some cold, cold weather mm-hmm. games. Do you think that's going to affect um, how they go about their business for the season? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is I think the biggest thing on the schedule that jumped out to me was that. But I like the fact that you get a bye week in week ten. Yeah. Um, you're gonna come. You're gonna be coming off of a five a five game preseason um, with the Hall of Fame game that we're playing in. If if who knows what preseason is gonna look like, but yeah. if you play all five of those games, you're going straight from five games, and then you play the next nine games so you've got 14 games without a break but it comes after it's going to be a really physical game against pittsburgh so you know you're going to get beat up there you get your bye week you play and then you get another 10-day stretch after that i believe if i'm right with the the thursday night game is that right um after eagle uh steelers vikings then yeah redskins which are on a thursday night and then it's Thursday, Thursday. So play the Redskins on Thanksgiving, and then you'll get a, a yeah. basically ten, oh, whole ten, week. ten break. So you'll get really yeah. kind of two bye weeks almost. Yes. So I think it comes at a really good time at the end of the season where you you get a couple of, a couple of weeks within that three or four week period where you get to rest up and it gets you ready for that playoff push because I I guarantee you. It's not going to be Cowboys football if the last three games of the season we aren't fighting tooth and nail with the Eagles for the wild card or the division spot. So I think, I think yes, there are going to be some hard games. There's going to be some cold weather games where they're going to get the hell beat out oh, of. Oh yeah, them. yeah. Going up to Baltimore, that's going to be a tough game one. in the cold. Ooh. You know, yeah, so I would, I'd say that's going to be the hardest game of the year. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore are, are on yeah. fire, yeah. and they drafted really well as well. Very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like it. I like where the bye falls. I like how 
Um, I like how the Thanksgiving day and then, you know, the, the game after that, and you get that 10 day stretch. I like how that falls. So I'm, yep. I'm not mad about it at all. I, you know, I asked, asked Nate and Jesse Holly on our show this week, if, if they liked how the bye week fell, was it too late? Was it too early? And they both agreed that it was just about in the perfect spot, how the schedule lays out. So yep. no complaints. Yeah. I, I like any bye week after week eight. Yeah. The players would enjoy it, especially that means they've got more time to recover for the later part of that season as well. Because, and it's, it's, it's like you said, Shannon, it's like the perfect time where to have your bye week. Yeah. And uh, just just to ensure that your players are going to be well, well refueled, ready to go. Any players that do have any niggles, they'll be back to pretty much getting ready back on the field when it comes to going over again for the second half of the season. They're getting to make that playoff run. So, yeah, I'm all for it. After you've just played Pittsburgh as well, like Sam said, you're going to get beat up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I still, I'm still going to say this. I think we're going to absolutely destroy Pittsburgh. Depends. I, think it depends. depends. I, I really do. It but depends who's on their roster because there's the a lot... Yeah. Yeah, there's mm. a lot floating. There's a lot on the line there. We don't know what's going on there. That's yeah. why they, that, that's my wild card. That's my only one where I've got a question mark because I just you don't know what the roster's going to look like. Plus, you don't know mm-hmm. what, what, what sort of Juju Smith you're going to get this year either. Yeah, Pittsburgh's sure. going to be interesting this year because it's you don't know who quarterback is. There's a lot of question marks on the roster. Like it's they're one of those teams that could contend, or they're one of those teams that could just completely blow it up and and start rebuilding. You know. I find right. that, well, that's the thing. I, I suppose just about to say, I think they're one of the teams that's going to go through a rebuilding phase now because they didn't draft a lot. Like mm. they didn't have a first rounder. They didn't do anything pretty much besides getting TJ Watt's brother Derek, the fullback, on PC uh, through free agency. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's all I could think of. Yeah, but you know what? Pittsburgh is one of those teams that they never rebuild. They're always yeah. a nine, ten win team. Like even. Even in down years, they're in the conversation. They're always, yeah. you know, not one of these teams that, yeah. you know, they don't ever have a dip where they there's a season where they win four or six games. They're always, you know, right around that yeah. ten win mark. So that's it'll true. be interesting. That's true. It's the Mike Tomlin way, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, just a very typical of how he, he, yeah, he does business. Even like when you look at when Lev Bell was going on, you think, oh, what's he going to do? He did nothing. He's like, Pfft. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just stand on the field and block the players myself. Right, I'll just go tackle that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they were the, the the sort of things that were popping up on me in the schedule. I always tend to look towards the end of the year uh, to see who the cold weather games are playing. But one thing I did want to ask you is, because uh, I know you're, you're friends with Dave Hellman, how excited is he to go watch them play the Bengals this year? Let me ask you this. Do you think Dave Hellman gets excited about anything? <laughs> except, well, except, uh, L- LSU. LSU and Florida LSU. LSU. I mean, come on, let's go. I mean, no. LSU, I, LSU and Labradors. I have, and Labradors. True. I have not talked to true. Dave about going um, about going up there. or Actually, they come here, right? They're at home. Um. Uh, Bengals are it's our no, Bengals. We're there. That's right. We have we have Cleveland. The other the other Ohio team yeah. comes home. Yeah, yeah Cleveland. Cleveland. Yes. Yeah. So he will be excited, and I'm sure he will. You know, sit in awe with his jaw 
<laughs> wide open. Joey Burrow marches the Bengals down the field. But yeah, I'm I'm sure Dave is going to be pretty fired up. You know, after he got to witness that national championship in New Orleans in person, so yeah. I'm sure yeah. he'll be fired up. Yeah, we was talking to him and all of that was going on, and the messages were a bit garbled, as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Broaders uh, went radio silent. Yeah. Brian Broaders sent just sent a smile, and then that was it for about a month. Hey, that's what. That's whenever you're in quiet. New Orleans and your team's playing in the national championship, you should probably put the social media down. Just don't, because yeah. nothing good's going to come of it. Because you're going to be hammered. Yeah, as soon as you hit Bourbon Street, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, How do you think Hellman will react if? They don't do that well, and he all of a sudden starts getting lit up and sacked a lot and getting stuck in the ground. Do you think he's gonna cry, or is he just gonna be sat there like, yeah, oh, like really mixed feelings about the whole thing? You know, I don't think he's I don't think he's that big of an NFL fan. I think he's his love and his he, he's a real big college fan. Yeah, so he's yeah. kind of <laughs> indifferent. He's He's kind of a Saints fan. He's kind of a Cowboys fan. He followed anybody that went to LSU. He's, you know, he he follows them in the league. Like I, I think he's kind of indifferent when it comes to. Now, if you're talking about Mariners baseball, he's going to get really excited and emotional. But when it comes to the NFL, I think he's worked in the business for so long that he doesn't get real excited or real upset when anything happens. So he'll probably take it in stride. He'll be yeah. he'll be all right. If not, think- I'll give. Him- I'll give him a little hug and before we get on the bus. And- <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to tell him that you were you were talking to us and, because we've had Hellman on the show as well. He oh, said, nice. some, yeah, he said something very similar. He's always said, you know, like Cowboys is his job, where LSU is his passion. You know, yeah, uh, and yeah. you do you get that vibe from him when you hear him talking and uh, you know reading his work. Um, but you'll have to remind him about the Jaeger bombs. We talked about that on. This show, and he was Whoa. like, Don't ever bring that back up again. <laughs> <laughs> a oh, man his size cannot drink that much alcohol. For me, Shannon, it's the fireball. Oh, the fireball. Yeah, oh. got some in the fridge. Oh, oh what? Yeah, memories, <laughs> memories. <laughs> may I have to pull it out and uh, get on that Call of Duty and fireball train this weekend, Paul. Let's do it. <laughs> I've still got to send you that that beer up as well. By the way, Paul, I know. The, oh the, yeah. I know. I'm it's sorry about that. <laughs> sorry, I'll send I'll send it up to you. We got Welsh beer, and I was meant to send Paul one up, and I, I I'll have to send you one over as well, Sean. It's called oh, it's called SA. The SA stands for skull attack. Oh wow! Yeah, and that it, sounds it, dangerous. It it is quite potent. It's quite <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a dress. Yeah. And sit. <laughs> oh, how, how does it compare to Buckfast? Oh, Buckfast is oh, the daddy. No. Buckfast, Buckfast is royal. Uh, I'm not touching that stuff ever. Again. You know what? Honestly, this is the best news I've heard all week, and this is obviously not Cowboys related. The Buckfast factory reopened as of yesterday, so <laughs> you can see the exciting yeah. in my face when that happened. Everything's fine, Scotland, basically. Yeah, we have in fact the, the, we, the whole of Scotland was in praise saying hallelujah, we finally got torrent wine again. <laughs> <laughs> we've, so. we've done a we've done a show once. Do you remember? Mm. And you were drinking Buckfast. 
me, you Probably. and Jamie were drinking and you were on the back. And I could see the back fast label. And I was thinking, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> but <laughs> we have like completely gone off track here. So I'm going to try and bring things back to Cowboys. Sorry. <laughs> to sorry. Book. Um, but um, what, what, the only thing I was going to say on the schedule is what have you got? What's your predictions on win-loss record? Right, Shan? And I tell you what I'll do. Because we, we did this last week. We'll just give you what is your over and your under on on the season? Oh, you know what? Let's do this. Like I haven't gotten that far down in the weeds. Let's yeah. why don't why don't I come back on the show okay. before the season? Once we get through a little bit of preseason and we see how these yeah. position battles are going, and let me get a little bit better sure. feel for the team, and then I'll come yep. back on if you'll have me. If you'll have me back on. Of course. Well, what do you think? Do you, do you think we are? Of course, we can have your back. We're drinking, buddy. Yeah, we'll Let, let's, I don't want to. I don't want to throw out. Just I just don't want to willy nilly it and just say oh, <laughs> this is what I think. Let me, let me do some. Let me get a feel for the team, and let, let's. And then we'll come back on, and I'll give you an educated guess. By the way, I am absolute crap at predicting our season schedule. I had a <laughs> eleven wins last year, so here's the question: What what about Mama Drosis prediction? That's the important. Ooh. I'll get Mama Gross's prediction too, and I'll let you know both. So let's uh, right, uh, I'm actually quite boring. Is I'm very Nate Newton. If you said, <laughs> if you said what are they going to be for the season? I always say sixteen and zero. Sixteen and zero. Yeah. <laughs> and you know I mean, what? I, I always say eight and eight, eight and eight till you prove me wrong. Like what? Four out of the last five years we've been eight and eight. But we got a new coach. We got a new yeah. coach in town, so I'm willing to give him. I'm willing to give it, wipe the slate clean, and maybe not predict eight and eight this year. We'll Mike, see. I completely, Mike, I completely forgot what my prediction was. What was my prediction? <laughs> if you got it written down, um, I think you had ten done. wins. I think you had ten wins. Ah, uh, ten and six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That sounds that sounds about right. Pretty well, sure. What were y'all's predictions? Uh, I was sixteen and zero. Sixteen. <laughs> seriously, seriously, I was sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> but Rich wasn't on that show. We had a, a different member on. But what what have you got? Have you got a prediction for us, Rich? Twelve and four. Wow. Okay. Solid twelve and four. I really, I really think this season is just going to be a outscore everyone as much as possible, and then defense is going to make some plays. I think we're going to be up there. Twelve and four. I like it. Bad. <laughs> for a start fingers, for the Mike McCarthy. Oh, fingers crossed to that man. So, I mean, there you go. If you ever speak to Nate Newton and he's saying that he's like that, I say, no, I know somebody else who's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you do it, you can remind him about the hat Paul put on Nate as well. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Brilliant. Um, but, I mean, yeah, we, we went off tangent there, but um, we managed to bring it back slightly. But now it's just got the, the train's completely left uh, in St. Bill. So I think uh, we'll probably leave it there, and we've taken up an hour of your well, time. Uh, I, just I, I just want to say something else. I just want to congratulate Shannon for being, uh, about to be become a dad as well. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. man. Uh, when's the baby due again? September 1st, just in time for football season. So Woo-hoo. 2020, the season of no sleep. So, <laughs> well, it's kind of it's going to happen with that with isolation and lockdowns. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. But Sorry, honestly, it's, it's, it's best news. Uh, like best news, honestly, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> I was born it's in man. September as well, so September babies. I like it. 
Yeah. Like do, you, do you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl, or are you keeping it, that card close to your chest? It's a boy. We're having a little boy. It's a boy. boy. Yeah. Dodge the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> got any uh, names? Got any names in the bag? Uh, we've, we've got a pretty solid name. We haven't, we're, we're, we're not saying it publicly yet, but it's, we've, we've got a, there's not a whole lot that goes good with the last name gross. So we've got one that kind of flows a little bit. So we're, uh, we'll release that at some point, but yeah, we, we got, we got, I think we got the name nailed down. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. It's not Paul, by the way. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, damn it. <laughs> I reckon it should be Mike then. <laughs> I did have a name, but if, if I say it, you'll just be like, but I'm not even going to bother. What is it? You're good. Okay. I was going to say, well, what about Nat? What? Nat, N E T. N E T? Nat Gross, oh, for God's sake. Hey, there you go. Stop it. Just stop. stop. You're right. Stop, stop it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, see, you. Uh, what it was is I was going off, you said nothing goes with gross, so I was just trying to think what goes with it. That's true. That's all I did. I just did that. So I know, it's gone right off the rails here, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the, fact that, the fact that Rich has left. I know. That's actually doesn't it? Um, but yes, that's all we got uh, for this week. So I've got to give a quick shout out to our sponsor as well, Cowboys Experience. Make sure yep. if you go to watch a game, you book it with Cowboys Experience. Use the booking code UK Cowboys as well uh, to get your discount gift. But from myself, from Rich, who's already gone, from Paul and our MVP of the show, uh, Shannon Gross. Thank you very much for joining me, mate, uh, or joining us. Um, and we'll definitely get you back on again. Um, that is it from this week's UK Cowboys. Make sure to follow us. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify. Spotify, all the rest of it. But yes, thank you very much, Shannon. We'll see you again, my friend. Bet. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. La, 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 la.